Hi, Shake. Welcome on VH Berries. Thank you, Victor. Uh, my name is Shake Gonjian. I was born in Egypt, Alexandria, in 1945. Uh, I started my journey uh, having my parents as my uh, inspiration. And uh, I want to tell you about my father, who was uh, a survivor of a genocide in 1915. And he was uh, <clears throat> withdrawn from his uh, uh, house. All his family were destroyed. Only his uh, sister and him were survived. Like uh, his uh, his mother, but his mother had uh, the présence d'esprit, giving them to the uh, American mission, American Relief Society. And uh, she said to herself that my kids will be safe with them. And they were. So she put them there and they were uh, transported to Greece in orphanage for maybe a year or two until they were accepted from the Egyptian government. I can tell you that uh, the Egyptian uh, people are very generous people, very hospitable people, and very kind. They took tens of thousands of orphans uh, from Greece, as Syria and Lebanon too, and Iraq. So uh, they were... Uh, Placed in uh, Alexandria, my my father and my uh, my aunt, and they were uh, adopted by two different families as kids, but they were deprived from uh, education. They did uh, household uh, chores. So one day, my father went to the dioceses of the Armenian community and told the bishop that he is he has the right to have an education so they put him in in the school in the Armenian school and he was there for 2 years only uh this was uh, 1924 to 1926 after that, his mother came to Egypt, and he was uh, to have to. He had to earn his uh, life uh, to keep his family. Uh, like to, he has to earn his life, so he went to work. But uh, after maybe three years, his mother died of cancer. This was in 1930s, but in the meantime, he was already 18 or 20 years old. Uh, he started working uh, at uh, his mother's cousin uh, store in import and uh, export uh, textile export. 
and then he got married in 1942. He had, they had their first son, uh, my brother, Antranik. And in 1945, I was born. And uh, then afterwards, they had uh, three more other children, boys. I was, I am the only girl in the family with uh, my uh, uh, four brothers. Uh, what can I tell you other than that? He was deprived of education, so he told to himself that whatever is coming, I have to give to my uh, kids the best education. And he did it. Uh, in 1948, he built uh, his... Uh, he, he wanted to be successful by all means, because he lost everything in his country, in Turkey. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I get emotional, you know. Uh, so he promised to himself that I have to be successful, I have to have a family, so that they will have an education. In 1967, uh, there was a communist uh, party who came to Egypt, and uh, they were, uh, uh, no, no, not in 1967, 1960, uh, 60s, 60, 61, uh, they nationalized the in the whole industry in Egypt and was my father was so afraid and he said to us everything you can lose everything except your education the education is your capital so that you earn it by yourself and nobody can take it from you this was his mantra. Uh, so he gave us uh, everybody. My, I have one uh, doctor brother, and the four others are, uh, the three others are uh, engineers. And I am in uh, literature, art, German literature. I went to Cairo. And uh, there was a German department for English, uh, for uh, German literature and art. Um. <clears throat> so, Shake, you were born in Alexandria, Egypt in yes. 1945. And before we dive uh, more into your journey, yes, uh, I have to say that this Friday it was your birthday. So happy birthday, Shaki! Thank you, thank you. I am now uh, seventy-six years old. I am blessed with my children and uh, my family, the whole, the whole family, with my brothers' families. They are everybody is successful. Everybody. Nobody can take us from us anything. 
we were blessed to come to Canada and uh, I was blessed uh, to to encounter my uh, my husband and I was married uh, in three months he saw me and uh, we fell in love and uh, in 1980 we we got <laughs> married we had our first child in 1981 and the second one in 1983 and uh, my uh, I, I was dedicated to my family everything for my kids i gave my heart and soul to my kids and my husband and after my husband died in 19 in 2012 i felt a void in my life but uh, i said to myself life goes on what can i do I can't bring him back. I remembered him saying to me, after me, you have to look after your kids. You have to occupy yourself with whatever you love. So I started uh, making carpets. And before that, I I already started to do to make the carpets, but he said every time he it was an achievement for me every carpet has a souvenir and every carpet when i start it's a challenge <laughs> and life is a challenge too absolutely because um concerning the carpets you learn this discipline yes. through books by yes. yourself by myself and it started with the, a book i saw at the, in a store and i wanted to buy it and the lady said it's uh, it's it belongs to me i can't <laughs> sell it to you <laughs> and we started to see in the amazon and uh, we bought the book and i started to sure to buy the material the wool and the uh, the cloth and everything and it was very hard you know to teach yourself without any anyone to help you that's why i want to teach the next generation how to do it so that the, the art doesn't die and I imitate, although I imitate the, the carpets, but it comes out, uh, and it, it, it doesn't come out the same, uh, as in the book. It's, uh, it comes out original. And you know, they say it's, uh, innovation starts with imitation. Absolutely. You imitate something. But it comes out uh, another thing. And concerning, um, for example, the carpet just behind you, uh, this one 
is very tall. So I guess that at the beginning you started with more modest ones. Yes, yes. I started uh, very small things like uh, for the cushion. But uh, after uh, after a certain while, uh, I said to myself, why not being uh, big ones? But, uh, but. Shaké Gunjan, I have to admit that you are an artist because earlier in your life you studied uh, German literature. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I, you know, I uh, visited a lot of countries, more than hundred. I, uh, we traveled a lot with my uh, my family. We started f uh, traveling uh, when the kids were very, very young. And the first one was Brazil. The, uh, Nora was uh, only two, three years old and Zaven one year old. And uh, it was very nice. And people, our friends uh, were talking, were telling us, how come, how can you travel with kids so young? <laughs> we said we love it, and uh, it's an adventure with my kids for 35 years. We every year, w twice a year, in in Christmas and in uh, in in the summer, we traveled, and we learned a lot from. We learned the cultures of the world. And you learn a lot seeing people, different cultures, different education, different level of, uh, uh, you know, you don't uh, see only elite people. You see very poor people and you see them happy because they are uh, with, fam with families. Sure. Uh, they are not alone. You can see rich people, they are very, very rich, but they are very lonely. But the poor fam families are, you know, they get together, they see each other, then they talk to each other. This is, uh, uh, it's a richness in the family. And I am blessed with my family. I can talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. <laughs> and I have made uh, friends in many countries, in Armenia. And you can ask me why Armenia. I am Armenian, of course. <laughs> Although I am not born in Armenia, but I have a relationship with Armenia. And uh, it's uh, called motherland. And uh, I have people there who can ask me anything and I can, and uh, I uh, help them. And uh, with this, I, uh, I started my philanthropy. Like uh, the soldiers who were, who were uh, killed. Microphone. Yes, the soldiers who were killed, I helped some, uh, uh, families, uh, their their uh, kids who were very young, even not born, not born before they die. Uh, it's terrible. 
so when I help them, I see the happiness in their eyes. And this makes me happier, more of happier than them. Absolutely. And uh, I want to give to my community here too. Uh, I want to give back whatever I have and help them. And uh, my husband was uh, one of the founder of Surpagop Armenian Church. They, uh, uh, it was established in 1956 in Senzotik. But after uh, the community got bigger because of the regime change in Middle East, so more uh, Egyptian Armenian came here. So they started, and the, the community got bigger. So they started another church. They sold the, the San Jose church and they went to Saint Laurent. And he was uh, one of the founders. And after, you know, our church is uh, a national church. Like uh, the church takes care of the school, of the club, of the sports, uh, of the uh, elderly, of the kids. Uh, they have the garderie, and then they have the uh, uh, the very young uh, children. Like it starts from zero to one or two. You mean the, the kindergarten? The, yeah, but they take care of the kids. So we have the kindergarten and then we have the the other one from three to six. And uh, we have the uh, primary school and the secondary school. And from there they can go to Sejep uh, and uh, university. And uh, they are very successful. I have seen like my nephew, he is now 50. And he's very successful in technology. And uh, my kids went to uh, Saturday school. They didn't go to everyday school, but they speak Armenian fluently. And they are—they have their ties with the school and the ch the church, and the community. And every time. Uh, they uh, they have a theater or uh, they have a piece of theater they we go there with the family shake uh, when i'm listening to you yes. i can feel that love is a big part of your life yes 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 in your foundation uh, foundation i yes. saw that you are tr um, making shows helping um, to make yes. some spectacles? Yes. I have uh, thrown a lot of fundraising. Uh, we have a country house in Dorval Island. And in 1992, uh, the Armenian embassy was in need. So one day, one, uh, one of uh, my husband's friends said to me, 
it's very original, the Odorval Island. <laughs> I don't know if you know where it is, but it's near the airport. It's an island, and you go by ferry. And uh, we said, okay, what can we do? They said, uh, give a fundraising party. And many people responded. And we raised a lot of money there to give it to the Armenian embassy. And uh, it was very nice. Everybody had uh, their cultural and artistic uh, things. They, they wanted uh, to show it. And everybody was uh, very happy. Uh, uh, we have, uh, because when you go to the island, you don't know, there are 57 uh, ho houses. So you don't know where it is the house. So we lined up the Armenian flags on the street so that everybody knew where to go. <laughs> uh, 70 people came. Uh, it was very nice. I had fundraising in, his, in this house many times for Armenian Relief Society organization, which takes care of uh, the orphans and the children, and the school, and uh, the community. Its uh, mantra is uh, for the people and to the people, mm. the Armenian Relief Society. It was founded in 1910 in Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, they have now 28, in 28 countries. They have uh, chapters. Mm. And one of the chapters is in Montreal, Sosse uh, chapter. Uh, we have in Laval, in Toronto, in Kingston, in Vancouver, in uh, everywhere in Canada. And uh, through the, this organization, I help them. Mm -hmm. And whatever they want, they ask me, and uh, I give them. I know that. Uh, it's based on volunteering. Sure. Uh, everybody who works there is volunteer. Only they have only one or two employees, but everybody, everybody, they do the kermes, which is once a year. But for the, during the pandemic, they cancelled everything, and they do. Parties and uh, balls and uh, to uh, for fundraising sure. for the school and uh, to take care of the elders here. Although the government takes care of them, but you know the human touch with the government is missing. So the Armenian Relief Society is the human touch with the elders. This is interesting uh, that you are using the word chapter. Yes. Uh, for example, to talk about uh, this project in Montreal, because your life is an yeah. open book. Yes, yes, my life is open book. I, I have nothing to hide. And 
one of the first chapter, as you mentioned earlier, was your father because he created a very successful uh, company that yes. includes uh, factories of a special uh, metallic object. Nails, exactly. Nails, nails. Uh, and he was the biggest in Egypt. Uh, but uh, it's uh, closed down now because of the before the pandemic it was uh, the china with the china trade uh, uh, they had very difficult time so it was not worth it to put money uh, like good money into bad uh, company but uh, he was very successful and he was very generous and this generosity i learned it from my father and kindness and i didn't know that he was the father figure until he wa he was uh, passed away uh, so many people came to the funeral out of nowhere and they told us the stories about him and uh, them like uh, how my father help them during uh, any situation that they were in. Uh, he was very kind. He didn't show his affection in words. He showed it in deeds. And my mother too. She didn't, she lived only with 30 pounds in a month. But she tried to keep her uh, her family alive with food and education. Like uh, for the the school year was uh, three three pounds. Three pounds is like when you earn thirty thir like thirty dollars. Uh, when you earn thirty dollars in uh, a month. Three dollars goes to the school year. It's a little bit too much for them. <laughs> you have to think of food and uh, clothing and uh, uh, nobody had... Uh, they lived in apartments, rented apartments. Nobody had uh, uh, houses like here. We are in paradise in Canada. You are so lucky. Yes, I am lucky. I am lucky. I do, I never take anything for granted. I do appreciate whatever I have. Uh, my parents are my role model. Because of nothing, they earn their reputation. Whoever, whomever you ask about them, they they talk very good of them. You have this spirit of entrepreneurship. Yes. To, if there is no solution, you create the solution. Yes, you create a solution. Yes, yes. yes. And in, in 2021, how would you describe Armenia? This is a... Uh, the land of your origins? Uh, they are 
in trouble now. They are in trouble. Uh, from one side, Azerbaijan and Turkey. I don't know what will happen. They have election in uh, in June. I hope the best for them. But uh, whatever happens, I am with them, with the people. And uh, I have many friends. I made many, many, many friendships there through the Armenian Relief Society. And uh, we visited a lot of villages. They have no water in the villages. Uh, when you say Armenia, it's not only Yerevan, the capital. The capital is bright and uh, very, very nice. But if you go the, to the villages, they are very poor. They don't have running water. They don't have uh, paved uh, roads. It's, uh, it needs our help. Uh, Armenia has uh, two million p uh, population, but outside Armenia, the, the diaspora is seven million. And the, when you ask me seven million, how come that uh, the seven million came from? From where? It's from the genocide. The orphans who were dispersed uh, through the world, North America, Canada, uh, Brazil, uh, France, England, uh, Syria, Iraq, uh, Lebanon, Egypt, uh, with one person, like, take an example, my father and my aunt, they were two only from the family. Now, they are more than 50 people. <laughs> sure. So, I'm glad, I'm happy that uh, they enlarged the family. And at this moment, do you have any relatives living in Armenia? No. Um, I have a nephew who went from Egypt to Armenia. Uh, he is uh, a teacher in uh, American school in energy. He's an engineer and uh, he teaches there for maybe it's five years now. I'm happy and when I go and see, I see him, I visit him. Uh, this is very inspiring because uh, yes. through your life, you just mentioned it, you've been, I don't know, but through desert, in the mountains, you visited like more than 100 countries. This yes, is, uh, yes, yes. I went to India three times, to China, to and Japan to, uh, I went to Papua New Guinea. You know, when you see Papua New Guinea, <laughs> even the police is barefoot. The police is barefoot. When I go there, I bring some crayons. And I bought uh, maybe 20 or 30 crayons, uh, boxes of crayons, which is six crayons. When I saw the kids, I said to myself, 30, it won't be enough for everybody. <laughs> so I gave 
two, each of the kids two. In Ethiopia, I asked the the guide, "What can we 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 give to the children in Ethiopia?" He said, "I don't know. Whatever you want to do." I said, "Okay." We went to the store and bought. Uh, I, we we visited first the village, and I uh, and I asked the guy uh, the the their president. What's what? I don't know what uh, what is called the the mayor of the village. I don't know. He said we need the combs. And soaps, soap. Can you imagine? They need soap. And we visited. Uh, we bought them, and he gave me his blessing. To to, to tell you the truth, he blessed my head. <laughs> Although they are uh, not religious people, but they have their own religion. And then one day we went to visit a school, and uh, we bought them footballs, you know, the ball for soccer. They were so excited, so happy. I was crying to see them happy, their happiness. Uh, it was out of this world. And talking about happiness, yes. what are the keys to be happy, according to you? You have to be relaxed and <laughs> content with your life. No. And to uh, live the, the yeah. present moment. Yes, yes. You know, people, uh, my friends were. Everybody was complaining. Oh, what? What are we going to do in this pandemic? I said. We are bored. I said, I'm not bored. I am lonely, yes, but I have my projects and I don't see people. I am hungry. I am for to seeing people, but what can I do? Carpets. Yeah, carpets. And I want to tell you something else. I was honored in 2016 when the Catholicos from Lebanon came and uh, gave a the knighthood. Oh. Yes. So I was very humbled with this honor. So uh, if I understood correctly, Shakia, this is a special title. This is a special title. Not everybody gets it. It was an honor for me. <laughs> and I was very, very humbled with that. So I invited the whole family to be present there when the, uh, during the ceremony. It was uh, in October 2016. You should definitely uh, write your own autobiography because yeah. you just mentioned it. You did some uh, very um, pushed and advanced courses in literature, so you yes. have all the keys. Yes, 
but uh, I don't know. I am nervous, very nervous. Which is uh, at the contrary of uh, what you just told me, because you just told me to relax, but... What can I do? Uh, it's very inspiring to see people, how they get through life. Uh, one person can have, he uh, has to have a vision in life in order to achieve something. If you don't have a vision, you can't, and the passion. That's the most important thing. And the will. If you have the will, there is always a way to succeed. The vision, the passion, and also a good... Uh, the will. Good work, work partner. Yes, work partner. Yes, yes. I, uh, my husband was uh, very kind. I can't see anybody like him. He was very, very generous and kind person. Uh, he is always talking to me, like uh, inside me. <laughs> I, I can hear him. Whatever I do, uh, he, he talks to me. Uh, He's making some jokes also. Yeah. When he tells me something, uh, sometimes, sorry... I can tell you sorry, but you don't have anything to take from me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he loved his family very much. And he gave his soul and heart to them. He And he said to them, school is very important. Education is very important. But uh, traveling is more important than school because you learn well, what you see, you learn from it. And uh, when you see uh, people suffering, you appreciate whatever you have. Uh, they, my kids had everything, but they, they were never, never spoiled. They understood and they were like eye to eye to everybody. They, uh, they appreciated their, uh, the friendship and, uh, they What can I tell you? Uh, I don't know what can I tell you. The um, because this is very very interesting, Shaké, because 
concerning school. Um, yes. You've yeah. been to school. Yes. But um, you also believe that uh, this is through uh, physical and real experiences that we can also learn a lot, for example, yes. by, um, by traveling, yes. discovering yeah. other yeah. communities. Yes, other culture. And uh, you appreciate the other culture. You don't uh, see them with contempt, you know. Everybody has a culture. In everybody is unique. You don't uh, see them from above. Like uh, you appreciate them, and uh, I. You know, I love people uh, because nobody taught me how to make like carpets. Nowadays, I want to teach through the Armenian Relief Society to the next generation the carpets. And they, for, I had a class of 10 and oh. everybody came Uh, it's it was a volunteer work i everybody came and uh, was taught how to even how to handle with the needle you know um, uh, they couldn't uh, uh, they didn't have a needle in their hands But they learned, and it was uh, <laughs> it was only two lessons left, and the <laughs> pandemic came. So, uh, and we had another two two classes waiting list for the next sessions, but uh, we said we'll see. And the first uh, the first class wanted to come and sit in another room so that I can teach them. Follow. I, I I can follow them. Uh, There is a lot of demand. And yes, Shaki, yes. Do you believe that I could be a great carpet maker? <laughs> of course, everybody can. Everybody can. <laughs> um, if you have the patience, it's a kind of meditation. Uh, making carpets. You can go to school to meditate. But something you meditate when you make the carpet, uh, it's something you make it and you see the result of it. It's not like uh, playing cards. People told me, uh, why, why can't you come and play cards with us? I said, I don't want to do anything that doesn't have a result. I want to see the result of my work. When you play cards, it's in the air. <laughs> But when you make carpets, it's something to stay. Right? Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I also believe that uh, carpets are great objects uh, to, uh, 
to see uh, and to look when uh, every yes. day when we wake yeah. up, you know. Yes. I wake yes. up, I see uh, every carpet that I've made. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it's uh, it's from uh, the designs are from our ancestry. They started in the Middle Ages, and uh, I may I. I have done a lot of researches about them, and uh, I can see the letters, like S letter is uh, like there, it's a, it's God in Armenian. And it was hidden uh, history in the carpets. Hidden history. They weren't allowed to put like crosses The Armenian were the first Armenian, uh, the first Christian. So they weren't allowed during the, maybe, I don't know, the, during the Islamist uh, time, uh, they weren't allowed to make the carpets uh, like saying things. So they, they hidden, they were hidden the, the, the name of God, Like uh, Jesus, it's the H in Armenia, is Jesus, and it was written uh, in the carpets. You can see them. Uh, you can recognize if it's an Armenian carpet with the crosses and with the letters. That's great to know. Yes. And um, yes. from what I observe in your house, uh, you are not getting uh, very fancy with the colors. You are uh, keeping, um, uh, I, I would define them as flat uh, traditional uh, yes. colors. Yes. Uh, the colors are not more than 10. 10 colors. Why? Usually. I don't know. I I don't know. Usually they <laughs> use 10 colors. And uh, maybe it's the color of the earth and the color of the sky and the sea. And uh, I believe that in winter they yes. can serve to keep the house warm, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. They used to have it on uh, sofas in uh, in the Middle Ages, mm. on sofas on the on the walls, so that the cold doesn't come in. Uh, they used it as pillows and on the floor too. Sure. So it depends. This is great because right now the temperature here is perfect. So yes. it means you've made a great job, Shake. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Shake, for this uh, conversation. You are such an interesting and inspiring uh, person. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.